Hey there, and welcome back to the Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs podcast. I'm your host for the day. My name is Michelle Lewis. I am the founder of the company Visibility Vixen, and I specialize in helping fatigued entrepreneurs customize their visibility plan with tools to help maximize their exposure while freeing up more of their time. I've been in business for about five to six years now and uh, have been through a lot of the ropes. And so what I want to chat with you about today specifically is color psychology because this is my little unique niche that I have found after a really incredible journey of how to combine color with your marketing strategy in order to attract your customers and ideal clients more quickly and bring them into sale instead of it taking 10 to 12 touch points of them seeing you online, cutting that in half or just completely obliterating it and have them buy from you right away. So that's what we're going to be chatting about today. I recommend wherever you are listening and whatever you're listening on, if you have a sheet of paper or the notes on your phone, that would be really helpful just because whenever I talk about this subject, people usually are really excited to talk about color uh, in their branding and in their marketing. And then they come into my inbox later and they're like, what did you say about this? So I want you to be able to have those notes easily accessible. So for me and my background, the ways that I have studied color, the first one would be in TV and film. I grew up uh, traveling all over the world on film sets, following my dad who worked on movies like Wind Talkers, Paycheck, Mission Impossible 2 and 3, all these incredible films. And so I was able to see production design and how it impacted people on screen and how an audience would react where I'd go, oh, so that's why the production designer chose to have the main character in this color or this colored lens in front of the camera or this background. And I thought that was fascinating. So later when I got my bachelor's in TV and film, that was the class I was most interested in was specifically lighting and use of color in film, obviously. So then when I launched my online business, I did what a lot of us have done, which is I chose my brand color based on it being my favorite color. So at the time that was teal or turquoise. And what was really frustrating is that I put all this work into the site, into the design, into my offers, into the photo shoot, and I launched and nothing happened. Nothing at all. It was so frustrating. I don't know if you've dealt with this before. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But the first thing that we do whenever we have a failed launch of a product or of a business is we tend to blame ourselves. Well, then, you know, my offer didn't resonate or maybe what I said wasn't good enough or, you know, it's just it's just me. I just can't do this. Right. That's where we tend to go emotionally. So I had a choice. I could either keep flailing and suffering and self-blaming and leave the online industry because, you know, according to the stats, I was a failure or I could go back to the drawing board and figure out what's something that I could tweak that would make someone connect with me more. So fortunately, I chose the latter option. And at that time, I also had my degree in interior design. So I'd also studied how to use color in designing a space. And the other thing that I know this is kind of annoying to hear, but you need to know the background. The other thing I had looked at was uh, natural healing. I'd gone through some illnesses over the past couple of years and when medications didn't help, I had to look into a more natural form of healing. And at the time, that was indigenous medicine. So I actually had to study what frequencies, what color vibrations from the sun certain plants absorbed in order to cause 
a physical healing in a specific part of the body. You don't really need to know a lot about this kind of stuff. Just know that that was my background in studying color in all those different ways in film in interior design and in the body. So I sat down back to the drawing board and I went, okay, what if I decided to choose my color more strategically? So I went through and I kind of created a map. Okay, what are the primary colors I should choose from? What does each color mean? How does that affect the body? And what if I chose my primary brand color based on this information? Would it maybe change things so that when people saw me, they might immediately resonate with me if they're my ideal client and immediately resonate with my offer because I've been strategic with that color choice. So fast forward to me relaunching and all of a sudden I was getting noticed. I was getting follows. I was getting DMs. I was getting sales. So all of this to say in this episode, I want to encourage you that if you're not seeing the results you want, and let me be clear, this doesn't mean that you're making zero sales. I've had six figure entrepreneurs that come to me because they're not uh, now that they're at that level of income, they're ready for more PR, right? They want to book podcasts, TV shows, stages, and they're not able to secure the booking. So sometimes we apply this to that because they've never really had a branding strategy, not an intentional one anyway, and they implement what I teach. And then all of a sudden they're able to book whatever opportunity they want. So no matter where you are on the pay scale, this can benefit you. Okay. All right. So let's break this down. Why does this work? Why does choosing color strategically have an impact on the money you make? Well, the first thing that I like to do is back up what I'm saying, because otherwise why believe it? So we can look at companies like, for example, let's look at, um, T-Mobile. T-Mobile, when they launched, they chose a very unique brand color, right? They chose magenta. It's not pink. They're not the same color. They chose magenta. Magenta is a very unusual color, especially for a tech company. And they chose it strategically. Why? And let me tell you, this is backed by people who have actually worked for the company. So I'm not just pulling this out of thin air. They chose magenta because magenta subconsciously signals that you are different and forming a new movement, kind of like a rebellion. The color was actually named after the Battle of Magenta. So when T-Mobile chose this color, they did it strategically because they wanted to attract people who felt different, who wanted to start a movement, have a momentum. That's why they've been so successful. And they chose their brand so strategically that they actually outpaced all of like the top wireless carriers, specifically AT&T, they blew past them. And if you noticed, AT&T changed their branding a year ago and they went from yellow to blue. Interesting. So this truly works. The advertising companies, the big ones for children's toys and medications and all that kind of stuff, they've been doing this for years. So what I started looking at was, well, okay, for the entrepreneurs that actually want to make an impact, the ones that actually want to make a difference in the world. I'm not meaning just making a lot of money. That's fine if that's what you want to do. But the ones that actually want to make an impact on the planet by giving back, whatever's uniquely on their heart, whether it be saving the bees, um, helping children in orphanages, digging wells, cleaning up the oceans, I don't care what it is. If you have that desire for impact, then I want to support you. I want to support you by making it easier to sell so that you can give back a portion of your income, right? 
I don't care if it's 1% or 50%. I think that's what all of us should do. So when I sat down and started figuring out this method, I thought it was really, really important that I spread it to as many entrepreneurs as I could, because that this is the way that you can stand out in a sea of competitors. They can say that it's your messaging. They can say that it's your visuals. That might be true, but I believe color specifically can do so much more. When people see me, they see this very strong uh, color of blue. And if you are listening to this and you're like, well, wait, I want to see her branding. Just go to my Instagram, Visibility Vixen, and you're going to be able to see what I'm talking about. I'm very strategic with my brand color. You're going to come to my brand and immediately see if you resonate with me or not. I've heard people that are like, oh my gosh, I just felt so attracted to you. I've had people that have come to my Instagram and gone, oh, I can't stand it. I had to leave. That's exactly what I want, right? So... Let's move forward and figure out why does color psychology work? The questions we need to be able to answer in our brands that are not answered by branding alone are, number one, try to write this down if you have the ability. Do you know what your ideal, sorry, what, do, let me rephrase that. Do you know what your primary brand color means? Could you tell me if we were in an elevator together? I chose orange because I know that this color helps my ideal client feel fill in the blank. If you don't know the answer to that question, you need to understand color psychology. Number two, do you know what this color means on screen to somebody? When they see this color looking at their computer screen or their cell phone, are they going to understand subconsciously what that means? For example, if I want to attract someone to move forward in their future, maybe I'm going to use yellow. If you don't know the answer, that's okay. It just means that you need to know a little bit more about color psychology, right? Okay, number four. Am I on four? I might be on three. Who knows? Do you know what this color means culturally to your audience? What I mean by that is wherever your ideal client base is, it might be locally. It might be another country. But do you know what colors mean in that culture so that you don't accidentally pick a color that may be the complete opposite of what you're looking to attract. So it, for example, um, let's say you are wanting to choose, um, what's a good example, like the color red. Let's say you want that in your branding. Well, there are certain countries in the world where red is actually the color of mourning. So do you see where there would be a problem there if that's where your primary audience lives? Those are things that we have to think about, right? So if you're looking at these questions and you're going, well, I have no idea because most of us, me included, started with our branding by looking on Google and Pinterest. And now there are more people that are talking about color psychology. Most of them have, you know, learned some of that from me, but it's really rare to find someone that can look at color this multidimensionally to truly understand what it would mean to your ideal client. Because if we choose this color intentionally and we know what it means, that means we know how, how it's going to attract our ideal client because we know how it's going to hit them physically in their body when they see the color. We know what it means culturally. We have an understanding of why we're using this color in our marketing and what we want the end result to be. This simplifies the journey for our ideal client slash customer, right? And we know that the right visuals are behind it to drive more sales and to build that trust in a authentic value-driven way, right? 
So this is how powerful this stuff can be. I've had students that have gone through my trainings and they do a rebrand, they do a photo shoot, they've struggled to, you know, let's say, work in their group program and sell it before. They do a launch with these new colors and all of a sudden, within a week, they sell out the program. The program hasn't changed. The actual like way that they're marketing it has not changed. The only thing that has changed is the introduction of a color. That's how powerful this can be, right? All right, so I don't want this episode to drag on and on. Let's get down to the bare bones of what steps you need to take in order to make this change in your business. Because, and this is why when people come to me specifically about visibility, we always start here at the building blocks, the foundation, which is color. Because what's the point of learning how to start a podcast, how to you know build your email list, uh, how to build your right offer, if the visuals aren't in place? Visuals account for you know usually 80% of a buyer's buying decision. It accounts for, I think, over 92% of how we communicate with each other. It's all based on visuals. So why do we put so much time into learning all these other aspects of business and marketing? when we have no idea what colors even mean, right? So if you're interested in learning more about this, the best ways to get started are taking either my color quiz or my color class. Color quiz is gonna help you figure out if you've chosen the right primary brand color. Color class is gonna go into much more detail about color psychology. So depending on the time that you are able to invest, just go to my website, visibilityvixen.com and you can make your choice. So the steps for going ahead with this are number one, you need to look at your brand and figure out, okay, do I have a primary brand color in place? You might have one and that's great. You're on the starting steps. You might have like five or six colors going on in your website, which is way too much for a customer to absorb. So that might need some work. If you're looking at your website and you're like, okay, well, I think it's okay, but I have no idea what any of it means then it might be a good idea to start going through this process and understanding the basics of color psychology so you can introduce that into your branding. The other things you need to think about is putting together a photo shoot, wearing this primary brand color. A lot of people avoid photo shoots. I know, I know it's frustrating. I know it's painful. I know that it just like puts you on display and you may not be comfortable being on camera, but let me tell you, a customer wants to know who they're buying from. And this is really important to not only have on your website, but down the line, especially on social media, et cetera, but especially when you're getting to the point of publicity, because this is where people need to see your image. They're really not going to book you on any type of platform, stage, podcast, publication, until they know that you're an actual real person. So this is something that's important, not just in a foundational perspective, but all the way through your visibility career. The next thing is a social media and website. This needs to be integrated and it needs to be seamless so that you can be taking your aspiring customers through an understandable journey. As you go to my website and look through it, you're gonna see what I'm talking about. You're gonna see how color plays a key role and just notice your own instincts as you go through because that can be a really great indicator of this experience of taking a customer on a journey through color. Our goal is to attract, right? We have to attract before we convert. And hopefully we have the journey in place or are starting to put it in place where we're taking someone from um, the attra attraction phase to the subscriber phase to then the customer phase. 
And a huge part of that journey is visual. Remember, people have gone from a 12 second attention span to I think now it's five. So how many words can they read in five seconds versus what can they see in five seconds that will help them decide to stay or leave? These are all really important things. And this is where it can get really exciting because we can help support them to communicate what we're about just by the visuals. What a gift, right? We have this around us all the time, but a lot of us have never taken the time to notice because in a lot of ways, this is not emphasized in society, in education. I think it should be, and hopefully one day it will be. But as an online business owner or a retail business owner, maybe you have a shop downtown. These are all important things to consider because we want to make it easier for our ideal client to buy. And that starts with color. So if you're confused where to start, I've told you where you can go to take the quiz or the class, but just start with this. Look at your closet. I want you to report back to me. You can do it on Instagram or whatever. How many colors are in your closet? I remember looking at my uh, closet in college and realizing all my clothes were either black, gray, or brown. That was it. And now over the years, of course, I've introduced much more color. And now my closet looks like a rainbow, which is great. But if you don't see a lot of bright, vibrant colors in your closet, this is probably not something that you've thought of integrating into your life. So start small, get a decorative color in your office, start buying more colorful clothes, see how it makes you feel. And more importantly, see how people respond to you. These can all be really, really powerful steps to start opening your eyes to the world of color. All right, so we don't want to get into boring territory here. I hope that this episode was actionable and meaty for you, that you feel like you're walking away with a new concept. If you love this episode, do me a favor, reach out to me and let me know, and be sure to give this podcast a five-star review. We all appreciate uh, coming into this platform and being able to share our genius. So let us know that we have your support and that you enjoy it too. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening to the Women Helping Women Entrepreneurs podcast. And we will see you next week.